burned through the night. Seon had ringed the clearing with smoking juniper brands, mounted on stakes in an attempt to ward off the moths. In the fork of a birch tree, Rip and Wreck roosted, with their heads tucked under their wings. They slept peacefully. So far, the grey moths had only blighted people. Ignoring the raven's gurgling protests, Torek gathered them up and went to sit by the long fire, his arms full of drowsy, feathered warmth. In the forest, a stag roared. When he was little, Torak loved hearing the red deer bellow on misty autumn nights. Snuggled in his sleeping sack, he would gaze into the embers and imagine he saw tiny, fiery stags clashing antlers in fiery valleys. He'd felt safe, knowing that fire would keep the dark and the demons away. He knew better now. Three autumns ago, on a night such as this, he had crouched in the wreck of a shelter and watched his father bleed his life away. The stag fell silent. Trees creaked and groaned in their sleep. Torak wished someone would wake up. He longed for wolf, but howling for him would disturb the whole camp, and he couldn't face the long walk to find the pack. How has it come to this, he wondered. I'm afraid to go into the forest alone. This is how it starts, Ren had told him half a moon before. She sends something small which comes in the night, something you can't keep out, and the grey moths are only the beginning. The fear will grow. That's what she feeds on. That's what makes her strong. Far away, an eagle owl called. Woohoo! Woohoo! Torak grabbed a stick and jabbed savagely at the fire. He couldn't take much more of this. He was ready. He had a quiver full of arrows, and his fingertips ached from sewing his winter clothes. He'd ground the edges of his axe and knife so sharp they could split hairs. If only he knew where to find her. But Aostra had hidden herself in her mountain lair. Like a spider, she had cast her web across the forest. Like a spider, she sensed the least tremor in its furthest strand. She knew he would hunt her. She wanted him to try. But not yet. Scowling, Torek tried to lose himself in the glowing embers. He woke to a voice calling his name. The logs had collapsed. The ravens were back in their tree. He hadn't dreamt that voice. He had heard it. It was familiar, unbearably so. It was also impossible. Rising to his feet, Torak drew his knife. When he reached the ring of juniper brands that protected the camp, he paused. Then he squared his shoulders and walked past them into the forest. The moon was bright. The pines floated in a white sea of mist. Above him, on the slope... Something edged out of sight. Torak's breath came fast and shallow. He dared not follow, but he had to. He climbed, scratching his hands as he pushed through the undergrowth. Halfway up, he stopped to listen. Nothing but the stealthy drip, drip of mist. Something tickled his knife hand. 
At the base of his thumb, a grey moth fed on a bead of blood. Torak, a pleading whisper from the trees. Dread reached into Torak's chest and squeezed his heart. This wasn't possible. He climbed higher. Through the swirling mist, he glimpsed a tall figure standing by a boulder. Help me, it breathed. He blundered towards it. It melted into the shadows. It had left no tracks, only a branch, faintly swaying. But behind the boulder, Torek found the remains of a fire. The logs were cold, covered in ash. He stared at them. They'd been laid in a star pattern. This couldn't be. Only he and one other person built their fires that way. Look behind you, Torak. He spun round.